Welcome to the Select Star Podcast, your resource for innovative technology, developer topics, and more. Here's your host, Margo McCabe from the HarperDB team. Great. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Select Star Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Um, today, we have a special guest. We have Jessica Wilkins, who is a software developer, technical writer, um, also former classical musician, which I'm excited to hear a little bit about. So thanks for joining us, Jessica. Well, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Where are you um, tuning in from today? Uh, I am in Los Angeles, California right now. Okay. Not going to lie, I'm a little bit jealous because we're in Colorado. <laughs> we have another March wintry, snowy day. So, <laughs> gotcha. It's, it's uh, bright and sunny here. Yeah, so. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Well, I was actually out in Palm Springs last weekend for a wedding. So, at least got oh, some sunshine cool. there. <laughs> I, I actually grew up in Palm Springs. That's cool. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a pretty fun place. Um, very cool. Well, yeah, thanks for, for joining us. I guess before we get started and um, jump into some specific questions, would love to hear just a little bit about who you are, what you're working on now, kind of how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I, I have a little bit of a unique story about how I got into software development. Um, and so I'm currently working for this.labs as a junior developer. Um, and I'm also a technical writer for Free Code Camp. Uh, but before that, I was a professional classical musician uh, for many years. And so the, I hold degrees from uh, Eastman School of Music and uh, University of Michigan uh, in oboe performance, which is a type of woodwind instrument. Uh, so I did that pretty much my whole life. I started early uh, with music as early as seven years old, learning piano. And then a few years later, starting to learn the oboe and did a whole bunch of performances and teaching and all that fun stuff. Uh, and then the pandemic happened and <laughs> all that uh, unfortunately stopped uh, momentarily. And I, you know, like many musicians were unfortunately out of work, um, but I had a, a small business uh, called JDW Sheet Music that I was running. So I was running that full time during the pandemic um, and living off of that. Uh, but I miss performing, of course, like, like many musicians. And um, when June happened, that's when the pandemic was really bad in the states mm -hmm. and everywhere pretty much and also uh racial tensions were at all-time high uh with uh, the murder of george floyd um and mm -hmm. there were a lot of uh, protests and whatnot going on in the states and also at that time there was a new conversation happening about the lack of diversity in many industries including mine at the time which was the classical world of operas and orchestras um, and so being a black musician in that er area, I was very familiar with the lack of diversity uh, issue in the classical world. And so people were coming to me wanting to learn more about uh, you know, black history specifically within the classical world. And so I was sharing my own resources that I collected uh, throughout the years, but then I thought there really should just be one website dedicated <laughs> to that so people could learn about it. So then yeah. I was like, well, maybe I could build that. <laughs> um, and I had never learned how to code before. And I was like, well, we've got this time now. <laughs> to yeah. start learning. So that was how I got into learning how to code. And so I started just kind of bouncing around online to different courses and Udemy courses and stuff and landed on free code camp and really loved that. So I just started sticking with that and eventually did build the, the website, which is the Black Excellence uh, Music Project dedicated to jazz and classical musicians of the past and present. And uh, then I fell in love with coding and technology. So I just kept learning and I was like, maybe we'll make a career change. And <laughs> that's kind of 
that's how I got here. <laughs> wow, that's really, really interesting. That has to be one of the most unique um, transitioning into tech stories. And it's, it's cool. I mean, it's for a good cause that you even got interested in, um, you know, that you took the initiative to learn how to build the website yourself instead of just, there's tons of people that could have done it for probably really cheap or even free, but that's really, really awesome that you kind of said, Hey, this is an opportunity to learn something new. And I'm just going to figure out how to do this myself. And that's, um, that's really cool. And I'm, I'm curious, do you see any overlap or um, similarities between coming from a classical musician background, like reading sheet music, things like that with coding at all. I, I only asked because when I very first started college um, back in the day, I thought I wanted to major in music and did that for like my first year and a half. And those musicianship and music theory classes, like they're no joke. And some of them are kind of math-based and kind of interesting, like the way, you know, it's almost like a technical way you have to read sheet music. So I'm curious if you saw like any overlap with that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually wrote an article on Free Code Camp News about the parallels I saw between learning how to code and, and music there. Oh, cool. And I think that uh, it's interesting to bring up music theory because it's it's very analytical and, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of parallels between learning how to code and more of the computer science fundamentals as well. Um, and so I remember being in college, taking those advanced music theory courses, and I was like, this is not as much fun as the performance yeah. aspect. I know, of everyone it. hears major in music and thinks I probably thinks it's something way different from what it right. is. Right. Exactly. It's not easy. <laughs> no. And so I just remember like sitting there and you have to analyze every single measure and there is a system behind it and all this stuff. And it's pretty similar to like computer science and how things work and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, just at a higher level with learning how to code and, and learning music is the first couple of years when you're learning an instrument, you're still kind of struggling with it. You're trying mm-hmm. to figure out breathing. You're trying to figure out you know technique. You're just figuring out all the basics. You're trying to juggle all that at the same time. And it's pretty similar to coding where you're trying to figure out how to build a web page and then you're trying to debug errors and research and ask questions. But the more that you do it and you stay disciplined with it and stick with it, then you've seen enough error messages. You've, you've solved enough problems. You start to get much better and more confident in it. And it's pretty similar to music where things that used to trip you up before you start to see the progress there and that's why when I was teaching I would always teach uh talk to my students about that where I was like I know you're struggling now but you're just starting out and mm-hmm. so I had to remember that when I was starting to learn how to code where I'm like I can't <laughs> do any of this right yeah. now <laughs> you know? so yeah there's a lot of parallels between like learning an instrument and and uh and learning how to code there yeah that's really cool I, I love that I'll have to go find that article I saw some of your free code camp articles so I'll have to find that one um drawing the parallels and And yeah, I know you had the one article about, or I think you've mentioned that because, so first you learned coding through Free Code Camp and then you started writing, is that correct? And then through your writing that helped you kind of get the position you're in today? Yeah, yeah. And so I started with Free Code, so I started learning how to code in June of 2020. And then I started learning with Free Code Camp, starting with the responsive web design in I think about August of 2020 there. Um, and I had done a couple other like HTML, CSS courses, but I finally landed on just one to kind of stick with for a while. And I decided in September to join the forum because it was really active and I wanted to meet other developers. And at the time I wasn't really thinking about jobs at that point. I wasn't even sure if I was gonna make a career change. I just thought like, <laughs> oh, COVID's gonna be over by now and I can go yeah. back to my old life. But I was really lo- wrong about that. But 
Um, so I decided to join the forum and I was like, maybe I could just meet people. I don't know, maybe I answer some questions. So I became really active on the forum so much to the point that Quincy reached out to me about a month later. and was like, hey, you're super active and I love <laughs> what you're posting about your story and I want to meet you. I was like, this is cool. So that's awesome. <laughs> and we just talked for like 45 minutes. He talked about his journey coming from education because he was a teacher and a school mm -hmm. director and moving into tech and and then I talked about my story and he's like, hey, you should write some uh, articles and be one of the volunteer contributors. I was like, okay, I don't know what to write about. He's like, oh, just write about your you know, perspective uh, starting in this industry. I think a lot of people read it. I was like, okay. So I, I started as a volunteer <laughs> contributor and okay. uh, wrote a few articles just kind of sporadically um, every few months there. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he came back and reached out and said, hey, you know, I'm putting together some of our uh, contributors. If you're interested in getting paid per article, um, and we have a few headlines if you wanted to try to tackle those. And at first I was kind of nervous because I'm like, I'm still kind of new to this. I don't know <laughs> if anybody wants to read articles from, <laughs> from me, um, but he's like, no, you, you're really good with research and breaking down concepts for people. And you could just start with you know, HTML, CSS and JavaScript and branch out from there. I said, okay, yeah, I'll give it a try. And so he sent me over some headlines. We had a Trello board and all that fun stuff. And I would just kind of pick headlines I thought were good. And I started writing about uh, the basics of web development and a few of those uh, articles are still circulating a lot and getting a, mm -hmm. a huge readership. Um, and so based off of that performance, a few months later, he had reached out again and was like, hey, you know, are you interested in being on staff for us and getting paid? I was like, paid even more, just not just for article, but uh, right. on staff there. I was like, okay, that's cool. By <laughs> so August of 2021, uh, almost like a year um, into coding, I started working for Free Code Camp. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> that's really cool. So you are working for Free Code Camp on the side while you now have a full-time coding career as well? Yeah, yeah. So okay. now I'm working with uh, Vistop Labs as a junior developer, um, and then I still write articles. So now I'm just okay. doing part time with um, cool. Free Code Camp there. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, and it works out great because it's a great way to kind of take a break from work there. And so I, I end work around like four or five, uh, and then take a break, eat dinner, and then write a few articles. And so I mainly write about HTML, CSS, JavaScript, Python. Um, and also just some, you know, what to expect when you're learning type articles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that's so it kind really of cool. like works well together. Yeah, that's <laughs> really cool. I mean, it's just another example. Everyone I talk to, it seems like you'll never regret putting content out there, you know, like showing what you know and even just documenting the process of what you're learning. Um, it obviously created so many opportunities for you and it's kind of like, you just started putting it out there and weren't even looking and it just fell in your lap. And I think things like that are like a sign that it's, um, you know, something good to at least explore and, and try out because you were just kind of doing what you wanted to kind of like following your heart a little bit by just putting these articles out there and um, engaging with this community that seemed really welcoming. And that was exactly what happened. And so it's just kind of another example of like, don't be scared to, you got to start somewhere. Don't be scared. And every article I'm sure it gets better and better. And um, yeah, that's, absolutely. that's really cool. And uh, so, yeah, congrats, I guess I want to say for <laughs> you <laughs> to make career shift so quickly and already getting to where you are. I think that's probably really inspiring for a lot of people hearing that because every single person I talk to says it can seem so daunting when you first start learning to code and you don't, don't know what area to focus on. And there's so many different resources and 
you know, you kind of got to just pick a niche and pick somewhere to start and then you can change your mind and you don't have to stick with anything. So don't panic. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and there's just so much information and it's often overwhelming for beginners mm -hmm. where it's like, I don't know where to go. And then you get all these stories about like, oh, I learned this in like three months or six months and stuff. And you're like, am I supposed to go do that? And, and, whatnot. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's totally fine. Take longer. Because when you're on the job, like no one cares how long it took you to get there. Like no one's asked me uh, like, oh, how long did you take to, to learn and all that stuff? Like no one at my company has asked me that. <laughs> and I have right. asked them, you know, and so we <laughs> sometimes put too much emphasis on like learning to code quickly and landing a job yeah. quickly. And so a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm not cut out for this. It's like, no, it's just, you're on your own timeline and yeah. it'll work out there. So. Yeah. You'll be ready when you're ready. So exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. And yeah. So just in case people listening aren't familiar, I'd love to hear a little bit about the company you're with now, this dot labs, like what they do and, and what you're focusing on there. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a, a consultancy um, and uh, we mainly uh, work with JavaScript technologies and the latest libraries and frameworks. And so uh, we have clients all around. Uh, we've worked with uh, Meta and the React Docs and whatnot. Um, and so we basically uh, go in and work with our clients and, and uh, work on uh, the software and architecture of their code. Um, as well as working with staff needs and stuff like that um, and just helping build out better projects uh, for them. And so for right now, um, I've primarily just been working on more of the website specific stuff and I was working mm -hmm. on another internal project that will be launched uh, soon there, uh, but will eventually be moved over to a, a client project. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's different because it's, I was working on a project for a few months and it's like, okay, we're going to move you over here. And so it's like <laughs> that, getting used to that pace there. It's like, okay, let's learn, let's learn something new. Let's learn a new <laughs> yeah. pace and all that. Um, and so getting used to that, that shift there um, uh, has been an adjustment, but I, I like it because, you know, everybody's super supportive. And if I need to reach out to somebody, they're not afraid to just hop on a call and, and say, Hey, you know, I, I, need some help with this they're like yeah let's just hop on a, a you know google meet real fast and, and walk through it and share screens and pair program and all that fun stuff so that's super helpful for a junior developer uh like myself there yeah yeah that's great i, th I think it's probably the best case scenario to be kind of in a role where you're jumping around learning lots of different things like um you know wearing a lot of different hats so that you can start to figure out like is this the exact area you want to be in five or ten years or do you want to try something different and um, yeah, that, that seems like a, a great, great case scenario. And I see this dot labs like all over on social media and stuff. So I'm, I'm sort of familiar, but, um, I don't think I've talked to anyone yet that works there. So it's always fun to hear a little bit more about kind of the inner workings of all these companies we see everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had the same impression when I, before I started working there, I was like, they were like everywhere. They're sponsoring everything, <laughs> like all over social media, because they have so many different, they have uh, the company, and then they also have this.media, which has the podcast and YouTube and all that fun stuff. And right mm -hmm. now we're going through JavaScript Marathon, where a lot of our senior developers are doing presentations on the latest JavaScript technologies and best practices and whatnot. Um, and so there's so much going on <laughs> with the company. So it's never like adult moment so you're not going to get bored yeah uh, but it's great that you're in a company that pushes you but has that support built in um to help take you to that next level because there's nothing worse than like getting pushed and then it's like there's zero support and you're like what am i supposed to do now <laughs> so, yeah. yeah exactly well it sounds like between that and then still writing for a free co-camp you're pretty busy do you still have time to 
focus on music at all or even just play on the side for fun or <laughs> yeah I've started practicing just for fun again yeah. um, the first month I started working uh full-time I wasn't really practicing much at all because I was yeah. still getting onboarded and getting used to all that but then <laughs> I started just practicing just for fun and and just getting out old pieces that I hadn't played since college and just kind of dusting those off and mm-hmm. not really planning to performing anywhere but uh, actually the last performance I did was just before I started the new job um it was like the Thursday before I had started um and it was for the uh, NFL honors award show oh cool um, I got, wow I got a call and I was like well <laughs> should I take this because I'm about to transition into a full-time <laughs> job but my mom's like hey this could be a great way to just end this chapter and then yeah. move on I was like that's a good way to look at it so that's awesome yeah. that's really cool yeah I um I play guitar just for fun on the side like not probably anywhere near the level of how you are with music obviously I did, I've never had it as a career or anything but it's um it's been really interesting with like how easy it is to put it down and just kind of forget and all of a sudden I'm like okay I've gone not just weeks, but months now without even picking it up and like doing anything. And then it's easy to get, you know, once you get back in the groove, then it's kind of, you know, it's easy to get used to it again and be like, okay, I should play it like a couple times this week. And I don't know. It's just, I was thinking about that the other day, like I've gotten so lazy about it, but I, I want to keep doing it. Cause every time I do it, it's like such a good creative outlet and I feel good about it. And it's like something to focus on and learn new things and kind of, you know, feel like I'm working out my brain a little bit in a different way. And so I love that about music, but, um, you know, when you don't have to do it for work and you don't have to do it for a performance or anything, it's really easy to just like blow it off. <laughs> right. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> sure. I'm sure you get it, but, um, that's really, that's awesome. So, so very cool. So do you, I, I know you talked a little bit about how, like already where you are with your work, people aren't asking like, how long did it take you to learn to code or anything like that? So do you feel, um, that coming from a non-technical background, as people would say, has caused any sort of hindrance with your career with where you are now? Or do you think like it's actually been rewarding since you can pull from other experiences? I only asked just because people listening, again, like if people are intimidated to make the shift or think it's too late or think, oh, I come from such a different background that it's going to be too hard. Like, do you have any thoughts there? Yeah, I, I, cause I mean, I've never been, you know, I, cause people think oh, you have to be like a math genius to mm-hmm. learn how to cook. Like I'm not a math genius. You know? yeah. Last time I took a math class was high school, which was like <laughs> plus years ago. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's totally possible. And all my journey, I've met so many people that have come from the culinary arts um, and a lot of musicians have uh, migrated over and, and teachers, nurses, um, and so stay-at-home parents have, have started learning how to code. And I think the pandemic kind of made everybody think, okay, what's going on in our lives? What do we like? What do we not like? And mm-hmm. what changes do we want to make? Um, and a lot of people realize I want to move into a different career. And yeah. we're starting to see so many more diverse uh, career changers that are successful software developers now and, and working in the industry. I would say like, if you're being self-taught, like you have to not only study the code part, that makes sense, but you also have to study how to get a job. And a lot of people, they don't know how to get that first job and how to get hiring managers and recruiters attention. 
And there's so many great resources between like Danny Thompson's LinkedIn series on YouTube on how to optimize your profile so you get mm -hmm. found out. Um, and also what Leon is doing with 100 devs and all the information he's talking about, how to get a job, how to promote yourself, how to write mm -hmm. good resumes. And so a lot, not a lot of people spend that time because they just say, okay, well, I learned how to code and then I'm going to hit apply. But you really can't do that when you're a career yeah. changer without any experience or very little experience. Mm -hmm. um, and so you have to spend and invest that time knowing how the industry actually works, how people will hire you, what they're looking for from a junior developer. So you stand out, so you don't send mm -hmm. out 500 plus applications and right. not get anything back. And so that's that would be my advice as a self-taught developer, really learn how what it takes to get into uh, the industry and get interviews there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, um... You know, I've talked to people that are like, if you don't want to be someone that puts everything out there on social media and like has an online presence, you don't have to. Like there's tons of developers out there that aren't involved in all these communities, but um, it definitely gives you a leg up, as you said, especially if you're coming from not a coding background or not a super strong technical background, it at least gives you that leg up to showcase like, here's the skills I've learned. Here's how I can talk about this certain feature, you know, this functionality. Like I think um, it's almost like just expanding upon your resume and building like a repertoire of resources that people can look at. And, you know, in your case, it's a great example of just kind of accidentally being discovered, <laughs> not even knowing you wanted to necessarily go that direction. So I think, um, that's a really good point. And, and yeah, maybe that is one good thing that came from the pandemic is that people are, um, taking the time to make the shift and be like, is this really what I want to do? Cause you're right. I've seen, so many people make extremely drastic changes, whether it's like quitting corporate America and going home to build jewelry that they're going to sell on Etsy or like something like what you, what you did. So I think that's interesting. I, maybe that is one good thing that's come from all of this is that people are like taking a step back and saying, okay, well, I actually have the freedom to kind of take this, um, you know, take life by, <laughs> by the reins and direct it where I want to go. And I don't have to feel trapped in what I'm doing. So um, I love hearing stories like that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, as much as I love the music career and I, I was fortunate to build a career and, and live off of it, it was still a lot of work. It was a lot of driving around in yeah. Los Angeles. And, I mean, I would be doing 70 plus hour weeks just driving all over creation, Jeez. Um, <laughs> teaching jobs, recording jobs, all of that stuff. And yeah. so I, I don't miss that part. <laughs> yeah. So now, I mean, I, I, I wake up in the morning and get ready and sit at my desk. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's that's a much uh, you know better life uh, balance there instead of just going hopping in my car, especially with I mean, ga gas prices today. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. There, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people now with working from home even skip the get ready part, like how I'm wearing a sweatshirt, as you can see today. <laughs> I looked outside and was like, it's snowing. I'm not going to get dressed up today at all. <laughs> but that's one of the good things about working from home. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just, just like, oh, okay, well, I'll brush my teeth and, you know, get a little bit ready, but I don't have to, like, you know, plan so much out and, and say, okay, I've got to be in the car by this time right it's just extra stress now yeah just, you know, just walk down from the bedroom to the living room yeah <laughs> it definitely gives us extra time in the day right right exactly <laughs> so I, I know you're mainly focused on web dev then at the moment but do you have any and I know you said your company is focused on, on JavaScript but do you have any like favorite programming languages or frameworks or favorite tools or technologies that you're excited about right now that you're like learning or wanting to learn I love to ask people that because 
there's so much going on and so many different things people are talking about. So I love to like hear from people specifically what you're excited about and why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I've played around a little bit with Python, um, but I haven't really done anything serious with it. And so I'm, I'm trying to wait for that project idea to finally just dive in and, and build something and play around with it a little bit more. But I'm also really interested in machine learning, not necessarily as much as like for a career, but just to kind of play around with the capabilities of machine learning and AI and music. I think that would be a really cool uh, combination and building some sort of application that can make musicians' lives a little bit easier utilizing that. Um, just as like a fun side project, um, that, that's probably a couple of years down the line um, mm -hmm. as I kind of developed my foundation and base there. But that's something that's been in the back of my mind of like, what kind of music tech products can I build just for fun? Um, and share it with my friends uh, in the music industry. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. I, um, that's one of the coolest things about machine learning is like, first of all, how many applications there are out there that are already using it that people don't even realize. And then just the implications of what can be done with it and kind of how you can look at, you know, you could go to your musician friends and be like, what are the top three challenges or problems or like things that would, you know, we could streamline that would give you more hours in the day, anything like that. And, you know, then you could go back to the drawing board and be like, well, how can machine learning solve that? And that's what so many people are doing right now. And it's really exciting. And um, I think people don't really think about it. Like you go and download an app or buy some sort of software tool or something. And don't think about like how much went into creating that to, right. to be able to fix that problem. And so um, while it can definitely go too far with how you know, some people are freaked out about like machine learning algorithms on social media and learning, you know, following you around, learning your habits, things like that, you know, as with anything there, there can be downsides, but I think it's really exciting um, how many real challenges are being solved. Um, yeah, so I think, and I think there's so many possibilities. Yeah. Like, so I'm just kind of waiting for some <laughs> ideas to come up and maybe further down the line with, with programming to kind of play around with that. And, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And like, there's so many different communities out there too in, in the tech and developer world that I'm sure if you went to look, there could be like developer, like developing projects for musicians or, you know, machine learning for musicians. I'm sure there's like a specific discord channel or something for that. Right. Cause I think you can find a group that's focused on anything. So maybe you could, you know, build out some sort of like community and get some help around it. And that'd be really cool. So I'm excited to see what you build with that along, along the way and follow along. Cause um, that's like one of my favorite things about, you know, even just being on social media and reading people's blogs and just hearing about these ideas that people have and things they're building. It's like, super inspiring. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to just kind of like the idea part's kind of easy and then it's trying to build off of that is the hard part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know I I know plenty of people as I'm sure everyone does. I know plenty of people that are like have an entrepreneurial spirit and have all these ideas but then don't know how to execute it and um have like like you know, focusing on too many different things, have their hands in too many different buckets and I'm like you got to just reel it in and like what's the one idea you're most excited about now and start with that and then write all the other ones down. Like you can't do everything at once. And I have a lot of respect for entrepreneurs. Cause I, um, I don't think I have like, my brain doesn't really work that way. Like I think of cool ideas, but I'm not, I don't think like, wow, I want to build this business around this idea or like solve this big problem by creating this thing. So I love chatting with people that are creative like that. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if like, because I used to run a business for, for eight years and it was a sheet music business. And so I don't know if I want to drive right back into that right. <laughs> so soon there, but maybe, you know, never say never there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so do you still um, run the website, which I'll have to get the link from you to keep in the show notes of this. Do you still run the website that's that you, the first one that you were building that was to try to help in, increase diversity in, was it jazz and, and other? Yes, jazz and classical. Yeah, okay. so it's the Black Excellence Music Project. Okay. Um, and so I built two different versions. I built version one uh, after a few months of learning how to code with HTML, CSS, and vanilla JS, and then uh, listened to feedback from the uh, community because I launched it just before uh, Black History Month of 2021 20, okay. uh, in February. And then um, I built off of that and built version two using React and uh, Tailwind CSS. So. Okay. And are you still involved in those projects very much? Or are you kind of like built it and have stepped yeah. away or so I'm uh, uh right now I'm working on because one of the games that I built was a is called the day in the life game and basically it's just this kind of fun short little game where you can uh you know learn what it would have been like to be a black musician in the 30s trying oh, to wow. make it and, and dealing with uh racism and whatnot and, and yeah um and so there's like highs and lows and stuff like that so it's just a fun little game you can play in the browser there uh, okay. but then I wanted to build up more of like a story behind it and um and so I was playing around um uh, with some other tools and there's a visual studio um uh, uh, novel there. Uh, I'm blanking on the name there. Pie, not Pie Charm. Uh, I'll come to me later. <laughs> but <laughs> no um, I started uh, building uh, building with that tool, and um, and so I was just like, oh, this sounds fun. And so Red Pie, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> the name escaped me. Yeah, and so it's it's a great way you can uh, use just the basics of Python and build out very cool visual studio novels and stuff like that. Oh, cool. And so. Uh, I started playing around with that and, and building out a storyline there. So it's just longer gameplay, a little more interactive, different challenges and stuff like that. Um, that's awesome. That's that's really cool. I, I think that's a good idea. And so I love, love the idea of um, presenting that in game form because that could be even something that's like used in schools and, you know, people from a young age can start to learn about and, um, you know, bring that to light. And I think that's it's cool that you're like using your passion in the music industry and being like, how can I help improve this area? And what were the problems I saw? And so um, that's awesome. I'll be sure to include the link to that in the show notes too. So people can check that out. Um, but yeah, and I, I really, I know we're kind of coming up on time here. I feel like this flew by, but um, I really, really appreciate taking the time to chat today. This has been super interesting and I love, love hearing the story of transitioning from music. Um, is there anything else, you know, before we, are closing out like any last tips that you'd want to give people you've had some awesome tips already but any last tips or um, even if you just have like any recommendations for communities for people to join um, things like that that have been like helpful for you along the way yeah yes uh, I think just the the Frico camp forum it's mm -hmm. super welcoming and um, it's it you know you can ask your any type of questions not just on the curriculum that they offer uh, but you can do it. it's free to join and you can sign up and you know a couple of seconds ask questions about careers or um, and or actually you know projects that you're working on or get feedback on projects or resumes uh, and then also if you're thinking about just starting to learn how to code or if you want to watch a few uh, videos there I mentioned Danny Thompson's uh, mm -hmm. LinkedIn series I highly suggest that I suggest that all the time on the forum where I'm like <laughs> you know people are like oh how do I 
you know, get a job and stuff. I'm like, you really should optimize your LinkedIn profile because people will actually reach out. I've had recruiters and other people reach out on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, so it, it does work. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I, I, what I love about Danny's series is that he gives you practical steps. He goes through and says, he goes through each section of your profile and says, okay, you need to optimize this. You need to have this in oh, here. Cool. And he'll actually bring on hiring managers um, and he'll review people's uh, profiles there and talk about what's good and what's not and what not needs improvement. And, and so he's giving actionable steps. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also mentioned Leon uh, with the 100 devs. And so right. even if you're not doing the 100 devs cohort, which is an online, I think it's 30 weeks uh, boot camp there, uh, just watching some of his videos about how to start with freelancing, how to tips for landing a job. And again, he gives practical advice on mm-hmm. networking and how to reach out to people. Because I think a lot of people want to meet others in the industry, but they're not sure how. And so mm-hmm. he really just does it step by step and says, okay, here, and he'll do it in lifetime, like reach out to a recruiter, reach out to a hiring manager, reach out to somebody on Twitter and then craft the message and explain why he's writing it this way. And, and, and so you really can't go wrong with any of those materials. Um, That's awesome. And, yeah. And communities there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw Danny Thompson has a discord channel too. Yes, um, yes. that I've popped in a couple of times and it's really cool to see how active he is. Cause it's like another person where like, man, he's such a busy guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he finds the time to do all of it, but you can see he's actually really active in the channel, like actually posting job, not, you know, not just posting links to open jobs, but like trying to connect that with people he's met in the community and like tagging people and saying, Hey, check this out. Here's why I think this might be interesting for you. Here's some tips on what you'd want to focus on if you're chatting with them. And so it's, um, just another really cool example of seeing like how much people want to help one another and how passionate he is about sharing his story and helping other people that are transitioning into tech. Um, it's yeah, I think that's my favorite thing about being in this industry is that, um, everyone is just like so helpful. And so and they, I feel like people love newbies. Like if you tag like code newbie or learning to code or hundred days of code or something online, like people love that. They love to boost that and share that and give tips and, um, congratulate. And so, um, yeah, I think, I don't know if it's like that in other industries, but I think that's one of my favorite things about the tech industry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially like, you know, you hanging out on Twitter and you ask a question or there have been times where I was taking a course and I'm like, I really love this Kent Dodds course. And then he actually responded. He's like, hey, I'm glad you, you liked it. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like starstruck. <laughs> right, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. You know, <laughs> so you'd be surprised like who responds to your posts there and, and, and shares it and retweets it and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always wonder how these people find the time in the day, especially as, as a new mom, I'm like, I, and I know lots of people that are parents that are, you know, doing what you're doing. Like you're doing your work during the day, logging off for dinner, logging back on in the evening. And I have a lot of respect for, for folks that are doing that and have all these side projects and such big communities and everything. Um, it's really cool. It just shows that people are really passionate. So Awesome. Well, it's been really fun chatting with you, Jessica. I really appreciate it. Um, I'll be sure for everyone listening to put some links in the notes um, where you can find Jessica and some of the resources she mentioned today. Um, Really great chatting with you and looking forward to following along with what you do on social media and free code camp and and elsewhere. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Well, have a great day. Enjoy that um, LA sun. Thanks for listening to Select Star, your resource for innovative technology and developer topics. 
can find our episodes in all the usual places. Spotify, Apple, Google, RSS, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe, and share. You can learn more about HarperDB at harperdb.io.